Hey you, yeah you, the one with the face, psst, psst, psst. and you, the one with the ears, listening to me? Uh 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 uh. Don't try and fast forward through this. I'm not gonna sell you a flat tummy tea or a mattress. Okay. Now that I've got your attention, <laughs> let's talk. Hashtag, this could be your ad. As a reminder, I Just Called to Say is not a sponsored podcast, but we could be with the help of our listeners. Got a business or a product you want us to promote? Or maybe you're a proud listener who just wants a shout out. Contact us at I Just Called to Say podcast at gmail.com, and this could be your ad. Beep. I just called to say Remember when I just called to say Thank you for that time I just called to say <laughs> What had happened was really Well, hold on. Do you, can you intro it? Do you mind? Yeah, no problem. Can you right. remind me what I'm supposed to say? Uh, just say welcome to I Just Called to Say the Reliving and Truth-Telling Podcast. Reliving and Truth-Telling. Got it. Yep. All right. I'm ready. Action. Welcome to I. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I get nervous. I don't think my headphones are like 100. All right. Red leather, yellow leather. She's ready. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. I just called to say the Real Living and Truth Telling Podcast. I'm Colleen Rast, joined by the lovely Megan Pugh. Beep beep. Hi. Is that what I was supposed to do? Uh. Yeah, that's sorry. great. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to like, subscribe, follow. Guys, thank you for listening to the podcast. This is the last episode of the season. And I'm just so excited that people actually listen to the show. Mm -hmm. So people think we're funny or they enjoy listening to us. They can relate. Hence our topic, funny women. Hey. (laughs) I figured as two casually funny women, we could just talk about comedians reality versus expectation Ooh, yeah um actually i was just thinking i don't know if you've seen the new netflix movie dumplin it has jennifer anderson in it Ooh, it's good um i saw the definitely preview worth the watch if you watch it um a stand-up comedian that i know from charleston's in it so maybe she might be a good person to contact for this episode as well Ooh, she's from Charles. it's a she from charleston well, she's actually i know her from charleston but she lives in Asheville. And she is in this new Netflix movie, so it's just like been really exciting to watch uh, someone that you know locally kind of blow up on the national stage. I love that. Speaking of people locally blowing up, I went to a talk back on Friday um, in Charleston where they interviewed Anna Camp from Pitch Perfect and Monique Coleman from High School Musical because both of them are from South Carolina. That's so cool. And they are in town filming an indie. That's awesome. Yeah, they were like very insightful. It was moderated by Joy, um, who is a phenomenal professor at the College of Charleston. She was my acting professor. Mm-hmm. And the best advice she gave me was to drop my voice down to my vagina. Because mm-hmm. so many women, we tend to talk, we tend to talk like this. And there's no need to talk so high pitch if that's not your voice. And I just naturally have a deep voice that I always tried to fight. And she was like, can you please drop your voice down to your vagina? It's really annoying me. And I, I stick by that. Um, I've always heard that what makes a good actress is actually just a low, raspy voice. So there you go. Like the Jennifer Lawrence it. situation. She's always mm. like, 
And the funny thing is, when I was in middle school, I used to think it was so cool the days when I had like a hoarse voice, like when I would have like a sore throat, my voice would change. I'd be like, I love it. And other people would be like, why do you sound so awful? And you're like, oh, I thought it sounded cool. (laughs) I went to college with a pair of sisters that both had a raspy voice. And it was just like so cool to me that they both had it. And I was so jealous. Emma Stone. How do you both have that? Emma Stone. See, yeah, a low raspy raspy voice. voice. It's what they want I mean, honestly, some of my favorite uh, female comedians have raspy voices. Wait, okay, so I honestly feel like comedian, that sounds like women, like comedian, you know, and with the end on the end of it. What do you call men? uh, Like, I think it's kind of all like actor now, like they've kind of shied away from the comedian. I'm like, Um, we should be comedios and we're comedians. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they're the comedios. That's hilarious. Just a thought. Um, I'm trying to think. No, I'm actually not trying to think. I'm trying to find a uh, happier way of putting this. When you mentioned the topic of, you know, female comedians, it actually made me think about something kind of like annoying that happened to me being the female in comedy. When I was in college, I was in an improv group that was really exciting and like extremely formative for me entering into the comedy world. And up until this particular like stage of that group it had always been like super positive and like I had never really questioned what it meant to be a girl in a male-dominated space Mm -hmm. until the leadership changed of that group and they wanted I can't remember who they wanted to do it but they wanted for the group to participate in a panel that was like are women funny and it just why is that even a question made me so angry exactly and i was like that's like doing a panel on like are asians bad drivers or like you know are all black women angry it was like i was like that's not you know what makes women funny the fact that we can put on a freaking baby i've seen shit well i haven't seen shit but <laughs> other women have seen <laughs> shit i mean honestly yeah Ew. I just, yeah, it just, like, made me so mad. And it, it kind of, like, put me off for a really long time. It was it was pretty, you know, made me, like, really think about the people that I was with. Because, you know, I'd been working with them for, like, three or four years. So I was like, if you, if you don't love me by now, <laughs> if you don't trust me by now. Did they, did you tell them you were upset yeah. by it? And did they respond to your upset? Um, You're upset. <laughs> they responded to my upset by, it was kind of just like an agree to disagree moment and the friction kind of, uh. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, I don't know if it's still there. I, I, I mean, I'm definitely still holding on to it clearly, but. um, I don't blame you. I just called to say you are allowed to still be yeah. upset about that. <laughs> but that was probably the, first and only time that I've really ever had situations surrounding this particular topic that's gone negative. Every other time I've been like, this is so fun. Funny girl. Funny girl. Yeah. Honestly, I just always thought of myself as just being like a funny girl. Never have I called myself a comedian until the first episode that we recorded of this. I was like, whoa, I said that. And I was like, should I edit that out? And I was like, nah, girl, keep it in there. You can't have this, like, fraud syndrome, you know? And then, honestly, I was listening to Girl With No Jobs podcast, The Morning Toast, Mm -hmm. with her sister. And her and her sister call themselves comedians. And I was like, okay, I know she does a show. But I was like, but if they call themselves comedians, then I am absolutely a comedian if Jackie is. Like, Apparently they do do a stand-up show. 
like that's like part of what they do now. I've I had a few friends go to in Philadelphia. They there are mixed reviews. But I think yeah. what's tough the dirty jeans tour. Yeah, I think what's tough there is you know, when you're in the podcast medium and, you know, you're not getting immediate feedback. Like, you and I, if we say something funny, another person laughs, gravy. If not, and, like, you're kind of just, like, leaving it up to someone picking up on that humor. Yeah. So I I think it would be really hard to go from a podcast and then be like, okay, now I'm going to do live shows and everyone's going to think it's hysterical because you don't know the, like, timing. Totally. She's got like a niche audience. It's like a niche audience of like college sorority girls, which I mean, I want that audience too for this yeah. podcast, but it's just, it's, that's just what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I think our audience, we're like uh, the marvelous Miss Maisel. We do really good at kitchen countertops with mm-hmm. wine. Like we do parlor room shows oh my gosh, for those I people. Love. Like we command mm-hmm. a dinner party. Like, a get together we turn into a stand-up variety yeah it's show. um yeah a countertop with some wine that stage forget how much like girl talk is i think it's so fun like it is probably one of my favorite sports and just like chit-chatting <laughs> yeah it's totally a sport i'm such an athlete totally a sport in the american meme documentary on netflix pretty crazy oh my gosh i haven't i need to watch it i hear amazing things because it's like fuck jerry's in it right or no, the no, fat Jew. Jews, but it's crazy yeah. um but it kind of like brings to light that like now with all of these ways to put your stuff out there it's kind of like you know anyone can make anything out of what they have like their talent they can just like put it out there i think it's great i um Keeping that side hustle is always really hard when it's a creative thing that sometimes you don't always get great feedback on or, you know, it's always going to be a lot easier to like stay and watch another episode of Real Housewives than it is to like go out to an open mic night where you're going to have to sit through the same five sets that you've heard a thousand times from the same guys. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to be like, I don't think that your set on engagement rings is very relatable or funny. And you're like, well, it's not for you. So, And um, I've heard it, and that shit is funny. <laughs> I um, I think like one of my most gratifying moments in comedy was I was doing a set at like a really typical open mic night, and a bachelorette party came in. And it just like, it, it was just like, it. I had it. I had them. And it was just like, I just went. I was like, you know, I only really have five minutes. Fuck it, I'm gonna do 15. Yes, I have to sit here and like go through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm just gonna do all of my material because all I ever had is like these. Like I'm usually just performing to comedians and like, but like I and these were our girls. Like they were our age and and just felt like you know we consume the same pop culture. We probably like make the same amount of money. So it just kind of was like really magical. And I was like, okay. They're out there. I just have to somehow get them to come do a sports bar on a Tuesday night to come listen to me, which is the challenge. Do you remember Jenna Marbles? Is she still a thing? Oh my God. Jenna Marbles is so still a thing. I feel like her audience, like I feel like guys who follow Barstool like her. Yeah, she is like a cool girl in that sense. So do you know the La Sarah skit? Sarah Hyland. I like, is it like La Sarah? Yeah, girl, that's it. Okay. I remember it. All right, I'm going to watch it really fast. You can edit out, obviously, my audio of listening to it. It's a minute long, so. Oh, my God, do it. She's still doing it. She still makes skits, dude. Like, she just did one recently where she, like, brought LaSara back, and she works oh in TSA for the holidays. I'm thinking that possibly 
if I had an L.A. on the front of my name, I think things might change for me. Like, if somebody were to say, um, hey, girl, what's your name? And, um, if all, all of a sudden I was like, um, LaFera! He just called to say, so I lied when, and she just called to say, so why would you do that? We just called to say, that really changed my life. Big, big, up your phone. I just called to say comedy is fun, but. Oh, wait. Okay. Fill in the blank. Comedy is fun, but. Oh, God. Um, comedy is fun, but it does take a lot of work and a lot of perseverance and a lot, a shit ton of rejection um, and sacrifice. For the people listening, interviewing the amazing Sarah Hyland, who I would consider a pioneer YouTuber. She was on the map on YouTube doing viral videos. Like you can look her up now. That bitch has 3 million views on La Sarah. And it was like, she carved out a path for like making these characters and people being like, make it, create it until you make it. And I just always knew you as La Sarah, like the skinny fit white girl on YouTube in those polka dotted leggings or the checkerboard and the red shorts. Like YouTube was so fresh. It was so fresh. Look, if I knew it was going to be like that, I would have chosen a different outfit. But I think that's no, like... No, so good. Please tell me you still have that outfit. You better still have that of course, outfit. I do still have that outfit. I do not have that same wig anymore, and nor do I have those glasses. I don't even know where they went, but I still have the rest of it. Lacera is a accumulation. It was by accident, first off. But she. I think she was always alive and well. But here's what set it off. What set it off was... Like, I guess it was almost like 10 years ago by now. Something like that. And I remember I was, okay, so I was up at the Coffee Bean on Sunset, which is a very popular coffee bean here in Los Angeles. It's like in the heart, like right before you get into mm-hmm. like serious Hollywood, right? And everybody who is anybody is at this stupid coffee bean. So Wait, did they film an episode of Entourage at that coffee bean? Are you with me or against me? Am I with you? We're yeah. in a fucking coffee bean here, Ari. Ari, Ari now, excuse Lord. me. <laughs> Probably? Probably. Like, I'm telling you, it's like the most popular coffee bean in the world. Anyway, that is beside the point. It really has nothing to do with how this came about. So I'm trying so hard to stay focused. This is so okay, good, Okay, so, so many thoughts. Um, So what happened was, okay, so I was meeting my friend, Olivia Bakoff, who now lives in Scotland. So anyway another sidebar. So I was meeting Olivia and I was waiting for her and this homeless dude came up to me and I have, believe me, I love everybody. It doesn't matter if they're homeless or not. I don't care. But like, just, it was like uninvited. That's all. And he came up to me and was, and was hitting on me. And I was like, okay. And like trying to play it like real cool. And so he wouldn't leave me alone. So finally he said, can I get your number? And I was like, okay. And like, <laughs> How would you say okay? okay? No, no. I know. So, so I'm, te- I'm telling you. So I was like, okay. And by the way, this is a pattern. This is not anybody else's fault but my own. Like literally, you could have been anybody. And I'm like, okay. Like, 
<laughs> and as you know, if somebody asks for your number, for the most part, you give them a wrong number or you say, no, I'm not giving you my number. That's crazy. So, but at that time I was like, okay. And of course, did I give him my real number? Of course I gave him my real number. Like, so, and like literally when he left, I was like, why'd I do that? Like, what is wrong? Why'd I do that? Like, and I did that so, many, so many times after like, I mean, all he had to do was like, oh, I love that bread. Do you love that bread? When we're standing in line at, you know, the grocery and I'd be like, do you want my number? Like it was that <laughs> easy. And so, and every time I would have remorse. And of course, now what? They call you. Is this fresh off the boat to LA? A little bit. Sarah? Yes, a little bit. Still naive. <laughs> and I still have a lot of that, believe me, but I've learned so many lessons. But because you know what? They call you. And so now I have to avoid my phone. No, I mean, like, it's a whole tactic. I got a screen shit. I got a non-answer. I got a, like, anyway. So I gave him my number. And I was like, Sarah, what the fuck? What is, like, you have got to get a grip. Grow a spine. You tell them no. Like, so Olivia gets there. And I tell her this whole story. I'm like, what is wrong with me? And then so that, like, all of a sudden, I was like, you know what? Like, if I had an LA on the front of my name, I bet you money I wouldn't be like that. And like, and all of a sudden, I like had this creation of like, ooh, this like persona that had confidence that would be like, no, you can't have my number. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that would all of a sudden have the confidence that I was not able or equipped or like tuned into like to to handle my shit. You know, like it's like Beyonce. She has Sasha Fierce. Sasha Fierce. Yes. Lissera was like kind of my example of Sasha Fierce for me of like being because of myself. Like I've always had and I don't know if it's like being Southern. I don't know if it's like my family's like real sweet. Like everybody's real cool. Yeah. And I was raised. Yes, honey. Yes. honey. You know, I connect with you on that because we Southern and, you know, we be sweet. You know, but, you know, you 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 gotta be you got to be sweet through the salty. I get it. I know. I know. So that's what I mean. And it comes mm-hmm. off this kind of naivety. Well, how do you uh-huh. say it? Naivety. 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 You know, naivety. I get it, honey. Naivety. So that, like, for real, like, that is how Lacera came about. And I was telling my friend Joe this, you know, about, like, this I wish I had. And then that literally... Then we shot the video. Crane grape. Crane grape. The drink of Lacera. Oh, shut up, Leticia. Leticia, shut the fuck up. You know I can do it. Hold up. Check me out. Million dollar endorsement, Lacera. That's right. That's what I said. Lacera. Crane grape. Drink of champions. Boop, boop, hook, girl. That's- and how that actually video even came about on top of that was because at that time, I remember I had a manager, Abby, and she said, I want to submit you to SNL, put together some characters. And I was like, oh, shit. And I've (laughs) never, like, I never, do you know what I mean? Like, I did it for my friends and, like, just, yeah, you know, but I never, like, had to put it. And at that time, I think it was, like, VHS. I don't fucking know. (laughs) Or, like, little, those little baby tapes. I don't know. It was something real old and really heavy and handheld so so i love that so dude so my was leticia your camera woman 
And like literally, no. And Letitia like just came because I was lonely. So I was like, who am I supposed to even be talking to? So <laughs> she said I was lonely. <laughs> So literally, like, Joe was filming it out of nowhere nowhere, because I needed a friend. I'm like, who the fuck am I even talking to? Like, you can't just sit here and have a conversation with yourself. So I created Letitia as, like, my my girl to, like, bounce things off of. (laughs) (laughs) She literally came out of nowhere. And so Letitia, I feel like she could have even been, like, a little bit of me, too, of, like, Letitia doesn't say shit. It's just like, whatever, Lissara, whatever, whatever. (laughs) How am I supposed to put an ass on? Like, it's true because we literally there was only vegetables in that fucking refrigerator you know what i mean because <laughs> lucerus were ever like oh my god so absurdly confident you know and i think that was the thing you know oh lucera and, and again you know it's interesting like i didn't like youtube at that time like nobody i didn't even know what youtube youtube was, was so fresh. fresh did you go to school for theater or acting or anything like that um well, okay. No and no, but yes. Um, so, you know, I grew up in Kentucky and what have you. When I was in second grade, I pr- I played the um so I went to like a Catholic school. So, mm-hmm. we had like Catholic school plays. We have like Christmas pageants. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I was handpicked. It was actually for Christmas. Handpicked to play the um the angel, the archangel that brought that thing jesus to the lordeth i don't remember but it was in church yes the angel and i held a sign that was made out of macaroni like the dried macaroni um shells and glue and they made it said love That is so janky, but so sweet. So jankity jank. And so that was my first theatrical experience. And I walked down the the church aisle holding this macaroni sign that spelled out love. And I remember it was in like rainbow colors. And um, that that was my first. And then so from there, after high school, I went to the Art Institute of Chicago. But I went there for like visual arts. Uh, Bitch, I went to the Art Institute of Charleston. Stop your face. For what? (laughs) I went there for fashion merchandising. But when I went to the school, they made it out to be something amazing. And then when I got there, it was, again, janky AF. And I was like, (laughs) yo, I have the same teacher for all my classes. And y'all are taking my money. (laughs) Like the program was so... The program, the school was so new. It was like three years old and they put it in like the most beautiful part of Charleston. It's like in the historic market, like right on the edge near the water. And it was just like an overpriced school where they couldn't really fund to pay the teachers. I am not trying to poop on the Art Institute because I'm sure it's great, especially if you do like graphic design and culinary, depending on what cities you go to. But Charleston's fashion program. I'm talking to y'all. Y'all need to step it up. But yeah, we're a lot alike, Sarah. Just, no, totally. I was like, wow, high fashion in Charleston. I want to see it. I want to see it. <laughs> yes, honey. No, I'm sure it's great. No, trust me. Like I went, the Art Institute of Chicago is amazing. Like the whole damn, the place is amazing. And I loved it. But here's a gent. Like mm. I've, I've never been, I, I am not a promoter. Like I, I did high school like because I had to and I did a little bit of college I did not finish because I'm not what you would call a school person respect um but because what happened 
Well, what happened exactly was, is that I took, so now remember, I'm straight off the boat from Mm -hmm. Kentucky, right? So one of the classes that you can take was performance art. No. When I hear performance, I think like, ooh, (laughs) it'll be like the talent shows that I did in school. (laughs) But no. So I went to these performance, like performance art things, right? And it was not that. It was like so opposite. Like people, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, here's the thing. Like, I appreciate all forms of art, like whatever, like everything gets you to where you're supposed to go. But like literally, like I would like, there would be people who would come in and like eat flowers. They're throwing paint on their bodies. Yeah, girl. Like sausage, sausage links. They would throw like squish sausage links on their bodies. And I was like, I'm into it now. No, I know. And then they would just crank back a 12 pack of beer and then slam the last one on their head. And like, that was art. I was like, what the fuck? And then would go dig a ditch and just sit in it. And it would be about something fetal. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't get it. And they'd be like, oh my God, that's amazing. And like, I think, so I would be like, whoa like he just got shit faced and called it art that's not fair like that's not fair like I do that on a day and I don't call myself like an art you know what I mean so I was like this is fucked up and so I did what I had to do but I what happened was I met this woman named Daima in class and I still talk to Daima until this very day and she came up to me one day and was like yo you should you should go to second city and I was like what second city and so she was like, you have to check it out. And like a year passed and I still didn't check it out. So finally, I was in like an acting class with her at the Art Institute. And she's like, girl, mm-hmm. you got to go. So from there, like I went to Second City and I was like hooked. And Second City, as you know, was like an improv school. Yeah, girl. So mm-hmm. say, so I, I went there for the next two years. Like I lived in Chicago for four years. And so two years I went to the Art Institute and then two years I went to Second City. So that's where like I really started to like, you know, fall in love with like performing. And so I really wasn't interested in continuing to do school because I do not do, like I don't love homework. I don't want to do it. You know what I mean? I want to clock in, clock out. <laughs> I don't like I want to punch the fuck out you know and I'm like oh I'm not thinking about that after I leave this building you're kidding me this question is for Lacera. who gave her a job at TSA how did she get that job <laughs> oh god you watched that video um <laughs> I did my research <laughs> I know I think I saw you do a comment said <laughs> when did TSA give Lacera a job <laughs> I was like, oh, God. I'm like, does it TSA drug test? I feel like LaSara is like always on one or something. I'm like, I'm sure she's high at all times. She's not, though. She keep it clean. You got to keep it clear. You got to keep a clear head. So, (laughs) yeah, to be confident, you got to be clear. You know, so... Actually, Letitia had a job there before I did, so she was so she put in a good word with my boss, and so she was like, "Oh, I know my homegirl Sarah wants to do TSA," and I was like, "I do," and she's like, "She does," and so like I went in, <laughs> I was like, "I'm so good with a taser," and they're like, "Oh, why are you good with the taser?" I was like, "Oh, <laughs> because I like to sting some bitches," and like, "Oh, with what?" And I'm like, "Oh, a big lighter." They're like, "Oh, it's different." And I was like, "Oh, okay." They're saying you got the job. I was like, "I know." That's how that went. Next question. I don't know why I want to work with the CSA. I just want to taste. <laughs> Let 
Instagram, it's more than tasing. I know. I do street search. I'm good at pitting down. Watch it. <laughs> wow. How do you bend your, your fingers back like that? Oh, it's real easy, you know, because I used to do sticky tape so my skin wouldn't get caught. I'm a press on. <laughs> I'm just joking. She wouldn't have pressed on. She ain't that jinky. No, she would definitely keep an acrylic. She had acrylic. She would have- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, acrylic. but that's the thing. Uh, By the way, like there, there is a little piece of me that is listener. Very much so. Like, I remember nobody believes me, but like in college, like at the art school, like I used to get acrylic nails full the fuck on and I would have them airbrushed. This is before acrylic nails were like acrylic nails. I'd have those bitches airbrushed. Ooh, she said the airbrush. Were you getting airbrushed fresh tips? I know, not even French tips. I would have the Playboy bunny airbrushed on my, I remember on my ring finger. <laughs> because you know that ring finger is fancy. <laughs> so, I would have it on on my ring finger, and I would put a rhinestone in a bunny eye. <laughs> so 2002. That is some 2002. And on top of that, hold up. It is so 2002. And on top of that, I would have my pinky one. I'd, I would have it clipped with an earring in it. I'm not joking. And, no, I'm telling you, nobody believes my shit. And I also have four sets of extensions. I mind you not... <laughs> But that's why you're good with the wigs. So you know, you know about the hair game. Because as a black because as a black woman, you gotta know about the weave. And your wigs, they never look like you know, there's so many wigs. You got you got the lace front, you got the half wig, you know, you got the, you got so many. But your wigs for each character are always good, especially the kitty cat wigs, like the one Martha wears. But I'll get to Martha later. Yes, I made that one. I'm very proud wow. of that one. I cut You're really artistic. I'm Thank you so much. I did. Amazing. There are many reasons that I had to learn about hair, like super fast. Because, I mean, as you, I mean, you know, you just, when you're young, you just do whatever. Like I dyed my hair 18 different colors. It was falling out. So I was like, ooh. See, I was dyeing my hair colors, but my sister does my hair. And at a time I went through a phase where I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to slap some wigs on, just be a different girl each time. And this was in high school. And I hung up, I I still do, but I hung up like a bunch of white people. So they'd always be like, why is your hair always changing, sis? Like, it's just a bit much. (laughs) And it's like, wow. Is that what they say? No, it was is look- that your white girl accent? No, my white girl accent is more like my regular voice, which is like the thing I've always had to deal with when people are like, the other day I was like at a diner and I opened my mouth and someone was like, yo, that's how she really talked? And I was like, yes, why is that so weird? <laughs> but you know, that's just what it's like when you grow up in the South in like a predominantly white area. That's just... That's what makes me me, honestly. And I think that's why I love Lucera so much because she was like... The pol- like it was just so funny to see a white girl. It just it was just like polar opposite, you know. Yeah, and it's so funny because even when you open your mouth, you're not even trying to like make a character. That is just who you are. Like you just. It's interesting. It's I mean, it's gotten you know times have changed, and and you know I've gotten it's. I'm telling you, like at that time. I did not know YouTube was YouTube. I didn't know that people were even watching these videos. I think for real, like I didn't know. I only knew until like people, and it's interesting. I just have to say like, I've also, so I went back and I've like reread some of the comments. Like I've read them. Like even if it was 10 years later, I was like, oh shit, people commented on this. 
you know, and some of them were not positive, you know, and honestly, like I could see like, as far as like, you know, like um, impersonating and it being a racial thing and it being like, you know, very negative. And I was like, oh shit, like I can totally, like, I can see that. Like, but you know, like, I just know like what's in my heart, what my motivation was and my, my intention was like, totally. I feel like in today's political climate, it's really interesting because, you know, especially for comedians, it's really difficult to be in the PC culture that we're kind of in. It really kind of like makes it hard for comedians to feel comfortable saying things where it's like, you know, you have to be able to laugh at yourself. It's like at the end of the day, we're just trying to make a laugh about something that could be slightly uncomfortable, but yet it could still open up a conversation to then, you know create a platform totally and I mean I guess it you know it did open that conversation and I you know I replied to a lot of people who were like what the fuck you know what I mean which I again like I I'm not like defending and I'm like oh I see that like being years later I can totally see that but again I can really only like speak like what my truth was and like you know and I see it from all sides and it's interesting like people you know, even now we're like, oh, you should do La Sarah. You should do La Sarah again. But it's like, it's a different climate right now. Like, it's just, yeah. So I have to be very mindful that yeah. now being older, I'm like, oh, damn. Like, oh, shit. Like, I really live in Los Angeles. I'm like, oh, damn. I'm like a want a blonde white woman. Like, there is something yeah. that goes with that. Like, I see that, you know? And even though, like, I know where I'm coming from it, and I wish I could still, like, do more of that, it's just, like, tensions are so high. You gotta be, like, super sensitive about what you say, how you... I just called to say, speaking of tension, let's get back to these extensions, honey. So sometimes, like, the costumes come before I was the just character. gonna ask you that, bitch. That oh my god, you're like, in my head. I was gonna say, is it the chicken or the egg or the egg or the chicken with the wigs? It doesn't... It's both. It's both. Like, so that... That... Like, Martha came from her wig. Okay. Now, I know where Martha came from. Like, why I, why I developed Martha. But she... Her whole persona came about when I was, like, making her wig, combing it to the side, making a little bun in the back. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, Martha, show me who you are. Martha, are your knees okay after the incident at Costco? My knees are totally fine. They, you know, when I was a kid, I had surgery to add to, because I had elephant skin on my knees. And so they're very, very rough. So whenever I fall on my knees, it's not that big of a deal because it just scrapes off just a tap layer, but it's not bad. It's like wearing knee pads all the time, but not. Vaseline will help with that. (laughs) Says Megan. (laughs) So that's how she came about. And Pam came because I had this this wig and I cut it really short. I was like, and so you're like, this is only a pan. I'm telling you, I was like, "Mm mm-hmm, this wig, this wig comes with a pan. Like, this is Pam. And so, and I had, so she just came from that wig, like, period. And Marcy came just because, like, if you have a character that's so, like, animated and, like, up there all the time, you have to have another one that's, like, going to ground it. So Marcy... Yes. was like the one that she's like the you know the straight up character who's just like stop 
stop it. Like, stop. Like, you know, like, like you can't light incense in fucking yoga, Pam. You know what I mean? Why'd you wear your bathing suit, Pam? Because I didn't want to sweat in my good stuff. <laughs> Pam, you're not supposed to bring your lunch. It's lunch yoga. I am so starved. It's only been three minutes. Yoga makes me so hungry. You should strive for having your own wig collection and all your characters, mm -hmm. the wigs are labeled after them. It's really hard navigating through those hair stores, yeah, though. Have you ever been real. like a true like, one? Like, it's really hard. You gotta know what you're doing. Because they don't help you. They are not, they don't help you in there. You gotta know what you're doing. They don't. Oh my, they're rude. Well, there's two kinds. Like, I've been in, like, let's say, do you have Sally's Beauty? See, Sally's Beauty, I feel like that's a white one. And then you've got, like, ones that are owned by Africans. And then you've got ones that are owned by Asians. Okay. The Africans, they okay. definitely don't help you. The Asians, they will help you to an extent, you know? Okay. Okay. Well, I only have. Let's see, I've had two experiences. One was, yes, they were Asian-owned, for sure, and they were very high-end, like super yeah. high-end. Mm -hmm. Like these motherfuckers, like $800 for some like European Ooh, hair. I was like, that's the good good. Like, <laughs> like super good, you know? And so, and they're, they don't, they're really not in the mood to help you unless you're there to like drop some money. Marcy's like, this is out of my budget. <laughs> I'm not going to do this. I want to do it. You're not going to do it. I want to do it. So, and then Sally's, Sally's I've been, but I've only like, they're not helpful either. No. Like, nobody is helpful, really. Like, nobody, they're like, work it out. You're like, fine. I will get in fucking clip-ins that don't work, that are 18 inches too long. Fine. And also are synthetic and burn when I put a curling iron on them. Fine. Great. You know what I mean? Like that's how I like, know well, these hair stores frontwards, backwards. I've been wearing weave in my hair since I was a wee little thing. So if you ever come to Charleston, I'm yeah. gonna walk you through one. I'm gonna give you the full on I'm gonna roll the red carpet for you at these hair stores. Yes! <laughs> I'ma roll it out, honey. Please do. I was showing you. I can well I can also be I can also be Lacera and we can go through like a little trip. I'll be like, can I be Lacera's I mean, cousin twice removed? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite, no, I mean, but you know what my favorite is the last thing I'll say, I'll shut up. But like, honestly, till this day, my favorite favorite is like the, is the beautiful human beings who like put, they did parody videos of them. And like, those still yes. are my favorite. I still watch those things. Like, I still watch them because it's just like, how amazing is that? Like, like that is like the ultimate sign of like, like, people love me. They like me. They really like me. They like me. No, it was just dope, like, seeing, like, these young, like, and a lot of them were, like, younger, like, 12, like, really, like, young kids, or if they weren't, if they were in college, like, whatever, like, it was just fun watching others have fun doing dumb yes. stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just sitting here being like, oh, you should really take Lacera seriously. It's a very intellectual. Like, no, I'm not saying that. Like, having fun. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I am just so glad that I was able to have you on the show, especially for the season finale episode. We were able to call up your characters and ask them a couple of questions. Is there anything you want to say before we sign off? I just want to say thank you to you and thank you to your friends who that like, I've only heard from from you or heard about from you and the people in your <laughs> high school and like all the people like, honestly like you can ask anybody like I am so floored by like it's been 10 years like since all that has come about and like it was all very like 
like just fun and unexpected and it's still like dope like I have no expectations for anything that I do I do it because it's hella fun and I hope it like makes people it makes me laugh so I hope it makes other people laugh and like, you know what I'm saying like it doesn't mm. matter what the result is just keep doing it and so because it makes it because it's good for you it's good for your heart yeah. it's good like yeah. shit's weird out there right now it's weird and it's like I have to reprieve from that and humor and like and whatever that looks like and it's just again like I am so I can't only say the word floored and like speechless when it comes to how much love and support and like just unconditional goodness that you and everybody has shown me for so long like even when there's been like absences that I haven't done that form of art or done that form of creativity like I just again I I am so grateful I'm like I followed you early on with Lucera and then when you dawned on me because I passed Cran Grape and I could only think of you when I see Cran Grape because of Lucera I was like where is she like where is she now and then because of the power of the internet and Google, I find you on Instagram and I'm like, she's still creating. Like, I absolutely love that. Like you were still out here being funny, creating and making people laugh. Like, obviously you find it therapeutic and just know that like other people get therapy out of laughing from like what you create. Aww, boo. Yeah. Same, same. I get the same inspiration from what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I mean. Everybody just needs like keep creating. That's dope that you're doing a podcast at fucking almost six twenty five at night. Ooh, <laughs> like, like I appreciate artists. I appreciate people who you know are trying their best to be inspirational and like I just I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And so that's it's just like yeah, yo. I've had plenty of times that it was like not easy, and like I took a break, and shit went down. You know what I mean? Like it's life, but it's just like no matter what, like keep coming back because I love the I love the internet and social media only because like I mean it's cool. Like it can it totally connects people. You know, it's like I look at everything. Like when I saw your story, like I appreciate so much that like people tag me and like still to this very day when they see Crane Grape, they tag me. Like, yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, that is so much to be said about that. Like, and the same, like I think about when I see, like I have your podcast downloaded on my phone now. Like, oh, let's, Sarah, I called you with Sarah, my bad bitch. Sarah, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just that like, it's just that, like, that's what it's about. Like, yeah. that's what it's always been about. So that's, that is all I want to say is, like, I appreciate, I appreciate so much, like, just the fucking connection that we all have very much, you know? So Well, I just called to say, I appreciate you, boo. So thank you. I appreciate you, boo. I appreciate you. I'll shut up. I create from the soul. I mean, straight from the heart. I carry the weight, so if I fall off, then it's nobody's fault. Sleeping an option, what is a break? The only time I'ma stop, dog, is probably I'm awake. I'm just saying how I feel. And if I can't value myself, then who will? Living for the present, cause the future ain't real. They ask me how I know, I say we gotta die still. Who turned on?
on the air conditioning because I feel a vent coming on. I Just Called to Vent is your safe place segment to rant and rave about anyone or anything. And I promise you, Colleen and I won't judge you. Feel free to submit your vents to I Just Called to Say Podcast at gmail.com. We would love to have you on the show. Hi, guys. It's me, Courtney. I just called to say, I wish dumb shit tarts would stop calling my work establishment. No, I don't want to hear your background story. Quite frankly, I don't care. I got ish going on in my own life. She's already the hair hurt. Every other call starts off, hey, Courtney, let me tell you what's going on. You know, I don't need to know that your man left you for another woman. I don't care that you're quote unquote leaving your current home due to unresolved maintenance issues. When in actuality, you're just being evicted. I just don't care. I've heard every lie about why you need to move so quickly and so desperately. I just don't need to hear another. So please stop starting your calls with, hey Courtney, let me tell you what's going on. Please stop talking to me like I'm supposed to know where your boo lives. Uh, how much is your house for rent? What house? The house by my boo? Uh, okay. Yeah, like I'm supposed to know where your boo lives. Uh, where's this neighborhood at? You know, off such and such street. Oh, by my boo? Mm, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, by your boo, because I know where she lives. Another dumb conversation I don't want to hear about. Uh, don't threaten me with your lawyer because you're mad at something I told you. Are you mad because your application fee is non-refundable? Don't threaten to call your lawyer. Actually, you know what? Call your lawyer so they can hear how stupid you sound. So sue me. No, don't sue me. That's the opposite of the point that I'm trying to make. Oh, you did call your lawyer? I bet you're mad for real now. Not only did you lose your $150 admin and application fee, but now you owe your lawyer. <laughs> Joke's on you. Um, you need to break your lease because your home is hunted by spirits? Yeah, that's real creative, uh, but try again. Um, you know what? You're a real coward if you call me and cuss me out at my work establishment because you think I can't cuss back at you. Try me. I bet I'll talk back to you the same way you're talking to me. But you know what? I bet you won't talk to me like that out there in them streets. Catch me outside. How about that? Um, please stop calling me every day asking why you're under eviction. Mm, maybe because you haven't paid rent. I wish you would stop calling so dumbfounded, figuring out why your balance is so high. Mm, let's see. Maybe because you haven't paid rent in the past six months and your late fees are accumulating? Just a theory. Don't know, but that could be the reason why you're being evicted. Finally, don't call me and ask me to break up a fight between you and your man because y'all fighting over cigarettes and bacon. You want him to stop smoking and he wants you to stop eating bacon? Sounds like a personal issue, nothing I need to be involved with. Reporting live from the She Shed, this is Courtney. So before we sign off, I was watching uh, the last couple of episodes of season nine's Real Housewives of New York. And they did uh, the, what was it? The rose and the thorn of their Mexico trip. And they did like the rose and the thorn of the season. So... What was your rose and what was your thorn of the first season of I Just Called to Say? Uh, far and away, my rose is the fact that you have hustled to get this thing live. And it is so inspiring and just like, what? Like, 
Megan, you made a podcast. Like you did it. And it's so weird to see something that we kind of like we should in the shit about a couple months ago become something. And you know, 377 downloads. It and I I mean I I can't get over that. Like I know it sounds little and like, I'm sure people that like, you know, do uh cast or mattresses are like, that's hilarious, but like, you know, you really did make it till you made it. And I'm just happy to be you know, long for the ride. I'd say Thorn is that you and I are dipshits and we cannot get in the groove to any scheduling thing. We are both guilty nope. of this. Yep. Um, which is actually it's liberating because so at least it's both of us, you know? It's yeah. not like one person's like, we're in it together. Yeah. Oh my gosh, my deaf dog just heard me say fuck. She got up. Um, oh, Mooj. So, you know, maybe we'll work on it. We'll see how the new year goes, whatever. But <laughs> maybe it has also still a rose that we're both just like, okay, you know, patient with each other. Absolutely, dude. What are you? I think my rose was, and again, like I said, I'd set out a goal and I was like, it'd be so cool if I got like some kind of celebrity on my podcast. And I just think that having LaSara interview for my podcast is just like, woo, we did it! Like, yeah. Like, you know. I love it. You did. So getting LaSara to be on the podcast, that was a big rose. And then I think the thorn, what would the thorn be? Oh my God. Anytime I had mic troubles, dude, that was like half the problem why I had sweaty palms before getting this thing started. My mic gave me so much trouble, but then Colleen introduced me to the simple life of the snowball. <laughs> so, game changer. Life. Yeah. Especially since a lot of times when Colleen and I decide to record, I am out of town, at my boyfriend's in Florida, or just in someplace else. And having to lug that stuff through your carry on is just not convenient. <laughs> it's actually painful. It helps no. you. Um, so it's literally a thorn. <laughs> that is quite literally a thorn. Yeah. Um, are you feeling like you're getting more and more comfortable with that ed- editing? I do. It's still averaging about nine hours for me to epi- edit a tire to edit an entire episode. Sorry, I'm like two glasses of prosecco mm. in. I'm celebrating this last episode, and now I'm slurring words. <laughs> go and get yours. I'm gonna go get some red wine. Yes. Yeah. So uh, happy holidays to all of our. Listeners, happy Kwanzaa to your family. Merry Christmas to your family. Yes, yeah, same to you. Merry Christmas. Thank you. And happy Hanukkah to anyone out there. Is Hanukkah still going on? No, Hanukkah won't be going on when this it, comes out. I think out. it just ended. Yeah, mm. it just, we, we missed that one. So yeah, sorry to all of our Jewish listeners. We still love you. Chinese New Year's is coming up. So anyone who celebrates Chinese New Year's. Happy holidays. Actually, I think it's like next month. Yeah, I think it's like February, but you know what? It's good to get it out there. It's good to like... I'm butchering this. <laughs> and a happy Easter to I'm just trying off. to sign off. <laughs> like, happy Independence Day, everybody. Love you. Love you. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs> Hey, did you say happy Independence Day? Y'all, thank you so much for listening to I Just Called to Say. It means the world. Beep, beep. Stay tuned for season two in the spring. <coughs> our background music is by Alec Ong, and our featured artist is Manny Houston. I just called to say, remember when I just called to say.
Hey! 